Hello, my loves, and welcome back to the Raise Your Vibration podcast. I am so excited to be here with you today. My name is Shelby Rose, and I am an energetic and business guide helping you align, activate, and expand your energy to create the life and business you're wildly obsessed with. I believe that every single one of us has a path that lights us up, makes us excited to get up every single day, and brings massive service and impact to the world. In this podcast, we'll tune into our soul's true desires, take ownership for every single thing in our lives, and shift our vibration to embody the queen we came here to be. You deserve this. You get to have it. Let's go create it. Welcome back to another episode of the Raise Your Vibration podcast. I am so incredibly excited that you're here and excited to share this episode and this woman with you. So Lauren and Megan, Lauren, Lauren and Megan, Lauren, Megan, and I have this really amazing conversation on the podcast this week. And I think both of us went a little bit more into the current events of what is happening right now. And, you know, she shared her story with manipulation in the coaching field. So I will say that this podcast episode is a little heavier, but also really insightful and eye-opening and doing the shadow work that many of us are feeling called to do right now, which I truly believe is how we embody that next level of vibration, that higher vibration by digging up the stuff that lives inside of us that is not of the light. And Lauren and I go there today. So who is Lauren Megan? Oh my gosh, you guys, I met her two or three months ago when we recorded a podcast episode for her podcast, Unapologetically Divine, which you should definitely go check out. I've shared a few of her episodes with all of you on my Instagram story. And she just has some really good energy. She she lives in integrity. I watch what she does in the world and it inspires me. So two or three months ago, backtracking, I met her and we just really vibed. Like it was one of those conversations, you know, you ha- if, you've, if you have a podcast or if you have conversations with people and you're like instantaneously like this person is one of my humans. Like just an amazing human being. She gets what I do. She gets the world I'm living in. She gets, you know, we just, we just connected on so many levels and it was incredible. And then after I was, went through everything I did over the past couple of months, um, I was looking for work as a virtual assistant, helping other entrepreneurs just run the backside of their business, which is something that I'm actually really surprisingly good at with how much I'm in the quantum and how much I'm in the woo. I think that Virgo side of me, that Capricorn side of me can like pull through and create some really good, great systems. So I'm doing a lot of behind the scenes stuff with Lauren, business management and all the things. And so I wanted to share her with all of you because she's someone who is near and dear to my heart. She is she has created the space to allow me to breathe. And I know that this is something that isn't just because she's having me help her in her business. It's also just an energy about her. 
I feel really safe, really held, really comfortable with this woman instantaneously. And I know all of you are going to feel that in this episode as well. So Lauren is a coach, a mentor, a guide. She uses modalities of Reiki and somatics and Akashic records, tapping into the quantum field. I know she does some angelic healing and some channeling, and she is also going through a trauma certification right now. So I think she's just a really well-rounded coach and continues to do the personal growth, personal healing work to help her expand and help serve her clients. I'm not going to say too much about her because we dive into all the things on this episode, but I do know that she's about to launch a Activate and Lead Mastermind over the next couple of months. And if it's something that you've been feeling called to being in a container with other sisters, other women, doing the healing work, growing, expanding energetically, I think this is something that um, I'm going to link in the show notes for you guys because I think it's going to be something really incredible. And I don't say that about everyone. Let's be real. Um, Okay. Anything else I want to share with you guys right now? Um, There's a lot I want to share with you right now. I think I'm going to save it for a solo episode next week. Come back. Check it out. There are some things I can't currently share with you guys. I'm really like bummed about it, but I am just tiptoeing around some legal stuff right now. And that's all I can say. But stay tuned. More to come. I also start my um, training with Kara and Renee, which I've talked about on protection, spiritual protection, spiritual discernment, defense against the dark arts. If you might say, if you're a Harry Potter fan, you know what I'm saying? You know what I'm saying. Okay. I'm going to stop before things get weird. You know, when you're like recording an audio message with, with a friend, I don't know if you guys do this and it's like, you can't take your finger or your thumb off of the like recorder and you just keep talking and you're like, I think I should end this, but you're not sure how to end this. That's sometimes how these intros go for me. So yeah, fun fact, sometimes get a little awkward on the mic, but I think that's what makes me charming. (laughs) I've decided (laughs) that's my charm is my weirdness. Okay. I'm going to, I'm going to stop before this gets any weirder. I love you guys. Thank you for being here. And if you love this episode, if you love this podcast, please share it. You guys, this is how we get this message out. This is how I get to serve more people. This is something I purely am doing, you guys, because I love it. Because I love sharing messages with all of you and because I love empowering all of you. So if you can help your girl out, if this podcast has helped you, please do share it with the other humans. Okay, I'm out. Lauren, thank you so much for being here. I'm so excited to have you on the Raise Your Vibration podcast. And before we dive into everything I'm so excited to chat about today, why don't you tell the listeners a little bit about who you are, what you do, and where you got to where you are today? Oh my gosh. (laughs) So first of all, thank you for having me. Um, So this is like such a tough question to answer because I feel like I've taken so many like turns along the way. Um, But I think where I love to begin is about two years ago. So spring of 2018, I saw my life going in a very different direction and I was um, 
in training to be a flight attendant with a major U.S. airline. And um, it was a eight-week, like, training process, and I was in Atlanta, so that kind of gives you an idea of where I was, <laughs> what, what airline it was. Um, but... I think it was like the second week of training, I started to kind of like realize my period was late and I was feeling really off and weird and tired and moody and nauseous. And I remember calling my partner, Justin, being like, hey, like I've missed my period. I never missed my period. I'm pretty sure I'm pregnant. Um, and he was like, so like, there's no way. And I'm like, actually there is. <laughs> Let's draw a line to those dots. Um, and yeah, so about four weeks in, um, he came to Atlanta to visit me. We were living in Denver at the time, and he flew down to Atlanta, and we took a pregnancy test, and sure enough, I was pregnant. And around the same time, I don't really share this part of the story, but there was um, a couple like other people that were in the training process with us that um, I don't think they really liked like the group of people that I hung out with. So there was like a lot of like uh, he said, she said conversations. So um, I ended up leaving training like a week after I found out I was pregnant and I flew back to Denver and I found myself in like a very low space. Um, and I mean, I was like physically sick from the pregnancy and then like spiritually, I was just like depleted. And there was a lot of, like, I felt like so disconnected from self because I had just been told a lot of things about myself that I was like, wait, I'm not this person. Like, I'm not a mean person. I tried explaining to them like, hey, I'm pregnant. Like, there's a lot of stuff going on in my personal life. Um, so that was really hard to kind of like sit with. So I numbed out for a while. I think I watched like all of Friends, all of The Office, like anything I could just binge, binge watch on Netflix to kind of like numb out from the fact that I no longer had a job. I wasn't going to be traveling the world. I was also trying to run like a health and wellness company online and coaching. Um, and I had lost like all my clients while I was in training. Um, and on top of that, I was pregnant. I was going to bring a baby into the world. So slowly but surely I like started diving back into like my spiritual practices and I had always like picked up and put back down the book the universe has your back by Gabby Bernstein and um I ended up like reading the whole thing and doing the mantras and she has like in there like kriyas and just like different things to kind of begin to like elevate my vibration and I think like almost instantly I was just like I'm bringing a baby into this world, like into the world. Like I can't like be living in this space. And obviously the universe has different plans for me. And I wasn't meant to be a flight attendant. I wasn't meant to travel. And Justin and I were, were meant to have this baby. So um, around the same time, we decided to move back to Florida, um, which is where I was born and raised and where we had met. And um I found myself like in my second trimester, I think I was 20 weeks pregnant when I moved back into my parents' house, <laughs> pregnant. Um, Justin stayed in Denver for like six weeks. So it was just me solo in my parents' um, house in my high school bedroom. Um, and I started building business and I had no idea what I was doing. I just knew like I have this gift. I didn't even know like what my gifts were. I just knew that I was being drawn to teach 
spirituality that led to more of like manifestation coaching at first. I ended up, um, signing a few clients actually the day I went into labor. I think I signed like two clients, which is kind of wild. Um, and I never, yeah, like I, I, I built my business as I was birthing this baby and as I was raising this baby, cause I didn't, I was so much in like hustle mode and looking back, I would never do this again. Like I would take time off after a baby, but I was like, this has to work. This has to work. Mm. Um, and yeah, I would like breastfeed and be on client sessions and be recording videos and all of these things. And, um, I would say within the last year, so that, yeah. So like within the last year, um, is really when I honed in on my own personal practice or really understanding my own spiritual gifts and the fact that I'm an open channel um, and the fact that I have everything that I need like within me. I just needed to trust that and to own my worth and to own my power. So um, that's what I do with with the women that I coach now is um, my whole motto and my mission and all of it is, you know, it's not me showing you the way and we talked about this before we hit record it's not so much me as a coach or as a mentor showing you the way it's me simply holding space so that you can figure out your way um so I work a lot with like a lot of online business entrepreneurs a lot of healers um mentors coaches um Reiki practitioners and, and really it's just that it's it's allowing space for them to be authentically them make really good money and um, step into like that divine feminine leadership role. Yeah. Beautiful. And so many things are coming into my mind right now, as you're saying that, (laughs) but one of the biggest things that I think so many of us come into this world with spiritual gifts. I believe that many of us are so tuned in when we get here. I remember my grandma saying like, Oh, Shelby was talking to angels. Like, when I would go and she would babysit me and I'd like be staring at the corners of the rooms. But I didn't really realize that like I had gifts until around the same time frame and period as you. Was there, how did you realize that, oh my God, I'm an open channel or I have these gifts or was it something you always knew? You just didn't know what they were. What was that progression like for you? Um, so it's really interesting. So I have like a natural like indent right where my third eye is, like in between um, my eyebrows and my grandmother who's Cuban used to always tell my mom that like that meant that I was like very in tune and I had no idea what that meant because I was raised Catholic. So I went to Catholic Mm. school my whole life. Um, and I don't want to say it's like shamed upon to be more mystical, but the mystical and like that dogmatic practice doesn't really blend well together. Um, so I didn't understand like, okay, if I have this little like divot, where my third eye, I didn't even like know for the longest time what my third eye was. Um, but looking back, like being like growing up, like I would always feel things. I would see things. My grandfather died when I was in sixth grade. So like I always had dreams with him and I was the only one in the family that could have like these dreams where he was able to give messages. And I just thought like it was kind of weird for a really long time. And it wasn't until I got Reiki attuned, I would say that I really like began to own the fact that I was an open channel and really began to just like play with the energies that were coming through. Um, But 
I think so many of us, and even like I see it with Elliot, like she just like, and she's always been like this, like she would wake up at like two o'clock in the morning and like, she would just like be talking, like baby talking to like these things and in the air. And I like, (laughs) I obviously don't think that's weird, but she like does little things. I'm just like, who are you like talking to right now? Or like Justin's dad passed away a few years ago. So we have a picture of Justin's dad and she'll point to him and talk to him. And she does the same thing with the picture I have of my grandfather. So um, I wasn't raised, I guess, is the best way to like be in tune with my gifts. It wasn't until, um, and I'm not saying like you have to get Reiki attuned to like realize your gifts. It's just like for me, whatever it was with getting Reiki attuned and going through that mentorship process, I I really just began to trust myself with everything. So like when the downloads came in or if I felt something or heard something or saw something, I I didn't really question it anymore. I was like, okay, this, this is what a download feels like to me. This is what I'm seeing. I get to decide what that means. Does that make sense? Because so often it's like, we'll get those downloads and then we go to our coach or our mentor, like our friend or whoever, like, what does this mean? And like, I do this with my clients all the time. I'm like, will you stop searching angel numbers and what they mean? Like tune into yourself and just figure out like, what does that mean for you? Like I never, like even with like tarot card, well, I was, I would say tarot cards, I'm still learning tarot cards. So I do look at, like, look up what those mean because they're so, like, diverse. Um, But with, like, oracles, like, I'm, like, just practice. Like, throw the book away and just, like, practice with yourself. Like, what does it mean to you? Tune in, you know? So, um, yeah, I think I've always had the gifts, but I don't know if I've always known how to, like, tap into my gifts, if that makes sense. Like, I always questioned. And we're so conditioned, especially with, like, those of us that have, like, a strong Christian background or a strong, like religious, like dogmatic upbringing. Like we're not taught to trust ourselves. We're taught to really, and like we're conditioned to believe everything outside of us. Mm -hmm. And we're so like disconnected from like our higher selves and our soul selves that when we begin these practices, it's, it's really hard. Like we, we, we find ourselves a lot like, well, what does this mean? What does this mean? I'm just like, well, what do you think it means? Like, what, mm-hmm. like, hold yourself for a moment, like, just tap into your heart space and, like, connect with, like, what does that mean to me? Like, we were talking about the hawk. A hawk can mean something for everyone. To me, a hawk, every time I see a hawk, I'm like, you're sowing kyborn, you're on the right path. If I see a hawk with, like, a fish in its claws, I'm like, ooh, you're catching something, like, you're getting exactly what you want, the opportunities are there for you, like, that's what it means to me, I don't know what the fuck it can mean to someone else, like, you make that whatever it is for you, but when I see a hawk, that's what it means to me, and a hawk's one of my spirit animals, and, um, yeah, like, right before my 30th birthday, I kept seeing crows, and I'm like, crows, death, rebirth, that's what I'm going through right now, death, rebirth process, you know, and, like, that's just, that's what it means, you know, so, yeah, hopefully that answers your question, but. Yeah, I love that. And I'm totally guilty of looking up like angels numbers and <laughs> I'll see an animal. I'm like, oh, a spirit animal. And then I get like 15 different answers for it. I'm like, well, what does that mean? Yeah. <laughs> and, and I have a tendency and I think a lot of us have that tendency, especially as women. I don't know, maybe it's just my perception to look outside of us for answers and to not yeah. rely on our own intuition our own instinct our own perception of things yeah and 
you know, both of us have had experiences in the spiritual world, and this is something I definitely wanted to touch on today, where we really gave our power away. And you haven't really told me much about your story. We've just kind of like shared a little bit on what is truth when it comes to spirituality. Would you be open to sharing with the audience what your experience was with this? Yeah, um, because I think it's really, really important to share because um, I think like when we're stepping into spirituality, it's very easy for us to get manipulated um, because a lot of people, when they walk into this path, like we're searching for something Mm -hmm. and we're not really taught to search for ourselves. Like we're, we're really conditioned, just like you said, like, especially as women, like as women, we're, we're very intuitive naturally. We're so synced up to the cycles of the universe and the cycles of the world, but we're not taught that we're conditioned to live, um, based on everyone else's needs, everyone else's desires. So, um, it was actually, I think the relationship ended around this time last year. Um, but I was in mentorship with the woman for, I think it was like six months or so, um, where I really put her on her pedestal. I mean, she had the role of a high priestess. So I was like, Oh, she's a high priestess. She definitely knows more than me, you know, like those titles. Um, and I invested a lot of money in her, you know, cause I was like, she's the way she's the answer. And as I was working with her, um, I started to realize like, oh, she's human. Like this is, there's a lot of ego at play. And um, I would ask her like questions, like how do I, how do I tap deeper in? How do I learn to trust myself? And like, there was no, you know, I think that this is always like a red flag is like, I, I now work with mentors where like they're open to like giving, like showing me and like open to opening up the space, at least for me to like figure it out and like hold me in them. Like it's very important as mentors that we hold our clients and that we, they feel safe with us. And there was never this label of safety that I felt with her. It was more like a desperation, if that makes sense. So I was like desperate to be like her. I was desperate for her to like approve of me and validate me and Um, I just started like noticing certain things I think is like the really interesting thing. And I would ask questions and there was never like an answer. There was never like, um, any way for, for me to like dive deeper or like, what's the, what's the biggest thing? Like I I was in a point where I wanted to learn more about spirituality and open up my gifts. And it was like, there was no level of diving into that unless I was willing to pay her like 40 grand. Mm -hmm. And I'm like, that's something's off about that. That doesn't, that doesn't seem like the way that this has to go. Like, yes, I fully agree with like the exchange of energy. And I fully agree that there there's, there's an up level process that happens when we invest. Like mm-hmm. there's something that happens energetically for sure, but something felt really, really off. And um, I ended up ending the, it was a mastermind container that I was part of, but we were like really close as far as like connecting. Cause we both had a baby around the same time. And I saw a lot of like that ego side of her and um I don't know. I just like fell away. And then I heard stories with like some other people 
Um, and it was really weird because I, after that point, like I had to go, I actually found a shaman locally. So I was like just attracting a lot of shit. Like we, oh my gosh, I'll tell you the whole thing. Okay. So I found a shaman in July of last year and I went to the shaman and he pulled a high priestess card and he said, you're being manipulated. You need like clearing. And then he started like telling me about how like, I don't know how to like be in my feminine. I need to learn how to be in my feminine and I need to learn how to like practice Tantra and practice things like naked. And he basically wanted, I like didn't go back to him. And then I went back to him again a few months later. And he basically was like, I will train you, but you have to surrender to me. And I was like, like something in my body just like closed off. I was like, what the f Like, what do you mean surrender to you? Right. And then this is a male, you know, and, and we're there in person. And it's really interesting because Justin's so in tune. He's like, please be careful. Like something just feels off. I'm like, no, it's fine. He's a shaman. Like, like, think about this. I was so like attracted to high priestess shaman. Like they're the way they're the answer. And, um, I think I just like sat with it for a while and I was just like, that's not like, right. Like, what do you mean? Like, I don't just surrender to anyone. Like I surrender to God. I surrender to spirit. I surrender to like source in the universe, like whatever that, whatever you want to call it, but to surrender to another human, that's, that's dark, right? Like that's, that's dark, dark magic. So it was really interesting because we had like a couple days where like flies would just so swarm our townhomes. So we live in like a townhome, like townhomes. And um, so there's connected homes, right? Like it's one building and there's probably like seven different townhomes and condos here. And there was only flies coming into ours. Like I looked outside and it was like only our townhome was getting all these flies. So I like literally had to put like essential oils all on the window seals I had to sage the shit out of our house. I worked with some of my friends who were like really in tune and like have been practicing this for a while, knew how to like cleanse space and they would come in energetically and clear our home. Um, I knew, noticed that like Elliot had some st like dark shit in her room because kids are so um, open. Like they, so like you really have to work with like protecting their energy. Um, and like Justin and I would like fight, like it was just like really weird shit was happening. And like, there's a disconnect. Um, and there was also like, I hit like a total dry spell in my business too, because I had given so much of my power away to these two people. And I had only had two sessions with that shaman, but it was like, he like sucked something out of me, if that makes sense. Mm -hmm. Like that's oh, how yeah. powerful, <laughs> like when you know the light, mm -hmm. like even like, being a light leader and like someone that works with light energy, it's like, yeah, I know, I know dark energy. I don't fuck with dark energy. I don't work with dark energy. I don't have space to allow that energy to seep into my aura. Do I know of it? Yes. Do I be of it? Absolutely not. You know, it's like mm -hmm. two different vibrations, right? It's not so much. I never really like tell people like love your love and light your way out of it. But if you feel, and I, and I know like you were talking about this, like, if you feel like anger, resentment, or like 
those like really low vibrations, like that's a clear indication that something was off. And that's how I would feel like being in these people's energies. Like I wasn't good enough. I wasn't worthy enough. I was broken. I needed to be fixed. Someone needed to save me. I couldn't do it by myself. Yeah. Does that make yeah. sense? Yeah. hundred percent. I'm like getting flashbacks. I worked with a coach. Yeah. A couple months back. <laughs> yeah. And it's and- I would have, she would, I was, I was on a walk today and I was literally thinking about this is like, we had our VIP day experience Mm. and I remember her wanting me to be more feminine and more sexy. And like, it wasn't from like an empowered, but like it, to me, like I have trauma around sexuality. I have have sexual trauma and it was not bridging that for me. It was, you need to be sexier and you need to be more showy and let's do like a photo shoot where you're super sexualized. And I remember being so triggered and so traumatized, but it wasn't coming from a place of like, let's heal this. Let's go into this. It was more of like, let's expose this. Let's And it was, I just remember I had flashbacks on my walk today of being like, it was so not a healthy environment for me because I I couldn't be authentic and like, let me move through this. It was, let's trigger the fuck out of this. And then I would get so like triggered that I couldn't, I was like, I was in that fight or flight or, you know, response. And I was sitting there, I was so pissed at her that day. I remember being so angry that she could like make me get in this like really sexualized outfit, which I've never really been into, Mm. which has never really been my brand, which has never really been my vibe. And have me do these photos and I could feel so uncomfortable in front of someone who is supposed to be a mentor and someone who I put full faith and trust in. And I remember having moments where she would, you know, take my computer and say, this is what you're downloading right now. I'm getting this download for you. This is the program you need to do next, or this is what you need to share in your posts. And she would type things out and I would just go with it because she told me she was channeling my higher self, which may be the truth. There may be aspects of that, but it was like, it was in a forceful way of like, no, this is what you need to do. There was not this. And I didn't put my boundaries up to be like, uh, no. Yeah. So there was a couple of things. So remind me to go back to the channeling, like people's guides and higher selves. That's, that's something I really want to talk about. Um, but the first thing is like a lot of coaches and mentors are not trauma informed. We like, there's, there's such a, a gray area when it comes to coaching where like people are just like, Oh, you can be a coach cause you've dealt with shit in your life. Well, most of us are living from a space of trauma mm-hmm. and until we're able to heal that and work through it. And just because you have trauma doesn't mean that you're broken. Again, no one's broken. You're whole exactly how you are right now in this moment. And at the same time, we've experienced things usually from childhood that creates patterns in our lives. Mm -hmm. And those are little traumas, right? It's never really the big like T trauma where it's like the sexual assault Mm -hmm. or a parent dying or something like that. Yes, those are traumatic, but it's usually the little traumas that we experience in childhood that make us feel unsafe. Mm -hmm. So the biggest thing is like a coach and a mentor is the safety aspect. Our clients have to feel safe in our energy because if they don't feel safe, they can't move forward. So the coaching industry teaches Mm -hmm. feel the fear, look at your triggers, push past them, jump off the fucking cliff 
and there's nothing there to catch you. So a lot of what's happening in the trauma space is people are, or in the coaching space is people are just getting re-traumatized over and over and over again. And that pattern's not getting broken and it's doing more harm to people than good. And that was a lot of what happened with that one mentor, the high, high priestess was, it was all about trigger. She's like, I have to trigger you. Like, mm-hmm. I don't know if I really trigger my clients. I'm going to be honest with you. I don't really like aim to trigger anyone. Like, yeah, mm-hmm. I, I, I can almost guarantee I do. Like I'll, I'll receive messages from people where they're like, you're so in your power. It's so triggering to me. Okay, well, that's because you're seeing something in me that, that you know you have within yourself. You just don't see it yet. You're not embodying that yet. That's mm-hmm. different. What is happening is it's like that fear trigger response. Mm-hmm. Then you get the sale. Then you get the client to sign up for you. And that shit is harmful, mm-hmm. so harmful. So that's why I, like just this past year, I enrolled in a trauma certification where I'm learning how to hold people in their trauma, how to be a safe space for my clients so that then they can elevate, then they can move forward, then they can begin to trust themselves. But it's like everyone's bypass, I shouldn't say everyone, but a lot of coaches and mentors, they're like bypassing the most important step. It's just like your root chakra. Your root chakra is at the base. It's the first one for a fucking reason. That's where safety and security is what lies, right? If you don't feel safe and secure, you can't do anything. You'll just feel stuck. So that's the first piece, that part. The second part, what, what would you say? Channeling oh, higher selves and uh, spirit okay. guides. <laughs> okay, no one can channel your spirit guides and your higher self other than you. Other energies will come in. Like you can have Archangel Michael as your protector, and so can I. It's an energetic being. It can be in two places at once, right? But your guides are not going to come through to me without my without your soul's permission. Does that make sense? Your higher self will not download into, but I'm too busy channel. And as a mentor, as someone who like does this from a space of integrity, like that's my Mm -hmm. biggest thing is just how can I be integrity? How can I serve someone? I'm not going to channel your higher self. I'm going to open space for you to channel your higher self, for you to hear Mm -hmm. her, for you to see her, for you to be able to witness her, for you to feel her, for you to feel your guides, right? For you to feel your angels, but I'm not going to channel that shit for you. And I see that a lot. I've heard stories. I've heard stories of, of people like psychics or open channels will hop into people's dms and tell them these messages and they have no fucking idea what's going on in their lives and again it's recreating trauma for these people Mm -hmm. and it's like there's energetic boundaries are the biggest thing just because you can astro travel doesn't mean you go into someone else's energy or vortex that is so dangerous and harmful and that's what's Mm -hmm. wrong right now in the spiritual community is so many people are like oh i'm a psychic i'm an open channel i just can't help it it just flows through you you're not safe with your gifts number one and you don't know you don't have the energetic boundaries and you are not someone safe that you're not someone that is safe to work with if you cannot handle your own gifts Maybe work with me so we can control, right? Or work with someone. <laughs> I you love that, that container for you so much. And I, you know, I've had people, <laughs> same person. Sorry, that's like a I'm like, I, I love that so much because I'm like, I would, you know, there's a lot of people who'd be like, oh, I'm, I'm channeling your higher self, and you're so angry right now, or what? I, this is this one individual. Yeah. Let's, let's be real. But I'm like, 
girl, just put your boundaries up. Like, I'm I'm not asking you to come into my energy right now. Like no one is asking you to do that. No No one. And I get like empathy and I get that like there's a lot of empaths that pick up on that stuff. But I think that's a practice too, being like, we don't need to feel into everything. We get to trust that because that is one thing when you said like feeling those feelings of anger or resentment or not liking or not feeling comfortable with someone like we need to trust that our feelings are our guides, but we don't need to go and invade someone else's privacy unless they're like you said, it's like there, there are every client that I've ever channeled with has had to give me permission. Yeah. You have to have the permission. And like, even when I have sessions with clients, you know, we create the thing, we create this phase, but I always say, I always ask, and obviously there's an exchange happening, right? Because they book a session with me and there's that energetic exchange. But even then it's like, this is what's coming through. Yeah. Your soul's not speaking to me right now, but this is what's coming through. This is what's downloading in. What speaks to your soul? What's mm-hmm. what's resonating with you right now in this moment, right? Like what's mm-hmm. coming in for you right now? And, and usually it's pretty aligned with what's happening in their lives, but there has to be that level of permission. And if someone feels, you know, like resentful or angry working with a coach or a mentor, like I'm going to be honest, that's because there's unhealed anger and unhealed um, shit's probably happening within that mentor and they aren't doing the work themselves. They're not embodying the work, right? And like doing the work on themselves and that's seeping into client calls. Like, and that's a huge thing too. Like my... I've gotten to a point where I have such like firm boundaries and I like take, I just, it's, it's my job to be in an energetic alignment. It's my job to be in the light. So I have very specific rituals that I do every day. I clear my energy field every single, multiple times a day. I tap back into my body multiple times a day. I connect back into myself, my higher self. I connect to my guides multiple times a day and I clear out what isn't mine. And like, that's a huge thing, but there's no, like, there's a lot of people that are just like, there's no boundaries up. And they're like preaching this shit because it sounds cool. Like, oh yeah, I'll work with your, your angelic team. <laughs> I work with the angels. I work with your higher self. And it's just like, but are you working with your higher self? Like, are you working with your soul? Or are you just like saying some shit because it sounds good? You know? And like, that's, that's so dangerous. That is so dangerous and you know what it's just really not cool like it's it's not because and we're seeing this happen in 2020 and it's going to happen more and I kind of predicted this at the beginning of the year where a lot of like these coaches and these mentors that were living in integrity like they're fading away right now um either to come back home to their truth or like it's like you've been essentially like operating from a space that's not pure alignment and authentic you know um, but yeah, 2020, 2020, the vision clarity, we're like seeing things a little bit more clearer this year, yeah. you know? So, yeah. And I want to just add on something that's coming through right now is that if you have been out of integrity or you're realizing like you're new to these gifts coming online and you're practicing out of integrity, I think, you know, this is something that 
when we've done something that's out of integrity, which we have all done at some point in our lives, right? Like we're human. We make mistakes. We screw up. We live out of integrity. Like we go down a path that we're not proud of. We have all been there. It's recognizing that and not shaming yourself, but making a decision to ground yourself more into the light and have those safe practices for yourself and your clients and those around you and really healing your own stuff first like like Lauren said and then and just that reminder that like there's no need to be ashamed of what's happened but it's just checking in and this is maybe just a gut check like am I living in and you know there's layers of this right you could be living totally out of integrity or you could just be slightly out of integrity and you can start to self-evaluate of where am I on the spectrum where am I on the scale and how can I do better how can I live more in alignment with the light? How can I create safer containers? If you are a coach or a mentor, if you're just someone who's living life with gifts, like how can I be more of the light? Yeah. Um, no, and, and that is a big piece because guilt and shame and fear are very dense energies. Mm-hmm. So it's so important. I had to do so much forgiveness work, like so much forgiveness work as I was shifting out of like those, those darker energies. Like it all came back to me forgiving myself because I was living in the story of like, why did I attract this? Is something wrong with me? And it's just like, no, you had to learn the lesson probably somewhere in a past life I was manipulated by someone and like lesson had to be learned in this life so I can be of integrity and so that I can be more of the light like it all served me I mean it's so funny because this past year has been um so expansive and and so much learning and so much growth and so much of owning who I am but with that came looking at my shadow and healing a lot of stuff um, but the forgiveness piece, especially if we're wanting to be in the light, well, the the heart is like the portal, like into the quantum. It's the portal into the fifth dimension, right? And that's like what everyone wants to go into right now. Everyone's mm-hmm. like, get me to the 5D. Well, all you got to do to get into the 5D is open up your heart space. And how you open up your heart space is you learn how to forgive yourself. Mm-hmm. And you learn how to love yourself and hold yourself and be with yourself and say, okay, this was an experience that happened to me, but it, it's not me. It doesn't define me, you know? And we, we always, I always reevaluate and say, is this of integrity? Is this of ego? Is this of my higher self? Like, where is this coming from? You know, and it's a lot of, it's, it is, it's a lot of gut checks. It's a lot mm-hmm. of tuning inwards and saying, okay, like how can, how can I align even more so? How can I go even deeper within myself? Right. Cause the deeper you go within yourself, it's like you, the deeper you go, I don't know if you can visualize this with me, but it's like the deeper you go, the more you expand. So it's like, how can I go more in? in order to expand and open up space. Cause as you expand energetically, that's how you open up space for your manifestations to come through and the opportunities and the people and the clients or whatever it is. Right. Like it's mm-hmm. all of the, it's that expansion energy. Um, so yeah, like forgive yourself so much right now and just say, okay, this was my experience. Thank you. Thank you for the lesson. Right. Mm-hmm. Really, thank you. I forgive you. It's the Honopono prayer. I think that's how you say it. Do you know what that is? No. Oh my gosh. I, I need it right now though. Cause I'm like, hi, yeah. how do I forgive myself? Yeah. <laughs> You're speaking so, to my soul right now. I think it's called the Honopono. I always pronounce it wrong, but it's this Hawaiian prayer. 
Um, and it's just so simple. It's thank you. I forgive you. Wait, thank you. Please forgive me. I love you. There's one more part and it's slipping me. I'll send it to you so you have it, but um, it's just that. It's like the forgiveness. Thank you for the experience. I love you. I see you. I'm holding you, right? And and that's for like anything. Like this whole journey is just that. Like it's learning how to forgive yourself and just like coming back home to, to us and to the truth. And the truth is light. The truth is always light. Light will always win. Sorry if like that offends but light will always win. Don't fuck with the light because the light will shine brighter mm. all the time, you know? Yes. Um, so that's my belief and I stick to that. Like I and I think I had to experience the dark. And I'm not saying everyone does, mm-hmm. you know, right? Like we all have karmic patterns and things that we're working on in this life, but I feel like in this life I was shown different mentors and healers. So that I can take a step back and say, okay, what do I want to be? How do I want to be of service? How do I want to be in this life, um, in this role and in this position? And then I found out that you don't have to pay $40,000 to be initiated (laughs) as a priestess. Um, Sometimes that shit happens in meditation without even realizing it. (laughs) Mm. (laughs) That's what happened to me. I sat in meditation one day and ISIS kept coming through. Um, the goddess Isis and yes she initiated me with a few other goddesses and I was like oh my priestess and I I actually did I did confirm with one of my girlfriends who's like very in tune she's like yeah that's how it happens I'm like are you serious I was gonna spend forty thousand dollars on this wild it blows my mind I'm also sitting here being like I wonder if these people have been initiated themselves you know what I mean or if they just slap labels on and they're like cool yeah yeah um it's funny like initiated right like it's such um I mean there's beautiful like practices I think what it is is like um you know, the divine feminine loves like rituals and ceremony and honoring the seasons. And I think that that's really important. Um, the divine feminine also really loves boundaries. Like the divine mm. feminine owns her boundaries and sticks to her boundaries and she doesn't waver from that. Right. Like a lot of people think the divine feminine is just like this airy fairy. And it's like, no, mm. that is a force to be reckoned with because she's so, when she's in her highest form, she's so grounded and yes, yeah, she's flowy, but like, she's a natural leader. Like mm-hmm. she's a natural presence like, that people are just not like, they're just drawn to it's natural magnetism when you're able to tap into that energy. So I work a lot with my clients with that. Cause they're like, Oh, if I'm in the feminine, I just have to like, I'm like, no, babe, Mm-mm. the feminine is so fierce. <laughs> I think of Wonder Woman every time, like the newest yeah. Wonder Woman movie where she's like, Oh, a baby. And then she just like beats the shit out of a bunch of men. Like 10 minutes later, yeah. I'm like, that like boundaries like you get to be play and love and grace and you also get to be fierce and that warrior woman who protects the people she loves and cares about and she protects the people who need it and deserve it and that like that's what I think of like I don't know I've been watching that movie like almost once a week lately because it oh it it, must spark something in you it does it's like I've actually read that some movies can be therapeutic if they like inspire that version of yourself back and I'm like okay 
I'm just going to watch yeah. this like every week and remind myself who I actually am at my core. <laughs> yeah. And it's working. So, so yeah. <laughs> yeah. That's, um, that's like a huge piece too, is like finding like expanders. Do you know Lacey Phillips? Mm, yes. Yeah, yeah. So she, I think she coined the term expanders. I always want to give her credit because I always see people like throwing it out there. I'm like, I'm pretty sure she coined that term. I'm, I want to say it's even trademarked. So like, let's give credit where credit's due because yeah. <laughs> he has amazing work. And um, that's like part of it is like training your subconscious mind to like believe what's possible. So like for you, that's like a feminine, like that's that's a feminine woman in her way of being feminine right like mm-hmm. your old coach was had one idea of what feminine looked like and it's like mm-hmm. well, feminine looks different for everyone like I teach yeah. a lot on like that divine feminine energy and play and pleasure and all these things and that's different for everyone it's not like a one-size-fits-all approach you know mm-hmm. and also when you're dealing with sexual sexual energy you have to be very aware of sexual trauma mm-hmm. and you have to be willing <laughs> as like a, a mentor and a healer to hold that space for people and heal the trauma first mm-hmm. and then you can invite people in to play with the sexuality because a lot of times like a lot of sex coaches um at least some that i've seen is it's like just jump to like the pleasure practice and like it kind of getting in the way of the pleasure in the first place. Yeah. So it's being able to heal that and clear that out. And, um, yeah, so it's a lot of like processes that's like coming through right now is like, it's, you know, as, as a mentor, as a healer, as a coach, it's, it's knowing that it's never like, a one it's never like a one size fits all process or like program it's a lot of like individualized work and I think that um it's probably why I've never really created a course because <laughs> I'm always I work so deeply with women to heal like their deep-rooted wounds and trauma and their patterns that I can't say like okay here's your seven-step process to mm-hmm. success or to like being a leader it's like you're going to create your own authentic way of getting there. I'm going to hold that space for you and help you clear whatever needs to be cleared out so that you can step to step in that space. Does that make sense? That's incredible. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. I love that. And I think anyone who is saying that this is your four, five, six, seven step guide to success, like unless there is individuality in that and there is not some sort of systematic approach because let's be real if you apply the same system to two different people it's gonna you will get two totally different results it's not everything I think about network marketing is the most perfect example of people would be like send 20 messages a day do this do this do this and everyone was following the same formula and you had people who had were you know four hundred thousand dollar earners million dollar earners and you had people following that exact same system barely making a thousand or two thousand dollars a month but it's all about the energetics it's all about what's getting in the way it's all about that personalized person so you can't just apply a system to someone and expect it to work and if someone is selling you a system tune into your own internal guidance of is this actually what I'm feeling called to do yeah I think it's um and like that's the biggest thing is like just like tuning into yourself and like holding space for yourself and just like tapping in like, okay, what's my next step? And like turning all, all like turning off all the noise. Like I don't follow a lot of people online. Um, at least like, I don't know, like 
coaches, like big coaches and things like that, because, you know, my business is such an extension of like my soul and who I am. And I mean, I think about, I mean, you work, you work with me. So yes. you know. Like I'm always like sending you like random ass ideas and downloads and stuff. And the reason why I'm able to do that is because I have my blinders on. Like, I don't know really what other people are doing. I just know what my next step is and what my next move is. And I'm going to be honest, the way that you get to that point and Dr. Wayne Dyer, who was like one of my first ever like spiritual mentors, I just read a lot of his books and watched his videos, but it's the one question he would ask himself every single morning was, how can I serve today? How can I serve? Because at the end of the day, your work has nothing to do with you. Like our business, yes, my business is an extension of my soul, but my soul came here for a purpose Mm -hmm. and my soul's purpose wasn't really about me. It's about, I mean, especially right now, my soul definitely came here to help with consciousness and to raise the vibration of the planet and all of these things, but that's all about service. So it's all, how can I serve? How can I heal? How can I hold space for people so that then they can serve and then they can create their ripple and that's how we change the world. It's not like, I don't know, especially right now it's like, there's all like these plans to save the world. I'm just like, can everyone just like take a fucking moment and just like tap into their body and figure out like what their role is in all of this and like own that and then like lead from that space. Yeah. We definitely need more women running the world because have you dove into like any of like the matriarchy like the old oh my gosh okay so <laughs> there's I'm, I'm gonna write things down because we're in the show notes what should we read <laughs> what is this okay so return of the divine Sophia like talks about like the goddesses um and that's probably like one I'm midway through it and it's just every time I read it like my mind's blown because it talks about like how the world was when like women really ruled it, I guess you could say, and like how the matriarchy was um, and how there was a very large, pre- not saying men are bad because in the matriarchy, men ruled right next to women. It was just like the, the matriarchal line was like the more dominant line, which is actually like how biology works a little bit. Um, like you'll notice that with it. And it's also how like trauma stored in women. So like you, you will have up to seven generations worth of trauma stored in your body from your mother's line. Oh, wow. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. So like, that's how much, so a lot of times like working with clients, like a lot of their traumas and even theirs, it's like their mother's mm-hmm. trauma, their mother's mother's trauma. I literally yeah. had this conversation with my mom today. Cause she's like, <laughs> we were talking about the worthiness wound and she's like, she, her and I were talking about it. And then we we're talking about her mom. And I was like, it wasn't just, it wasn't just your mom though. mom it was her mom and her mom and her mom before that this is something that something must have happened that triggered this response in all of us but we've all had it you know the past three generations for sure at least where that worthiness wound is real it's crazy yeah and it's so interesting because it couldn't it's sometimes it's not even like a big thing it's a lot of like how we're programmed as women Mm You know, so like women really only got the the right to vote within the last hundred years, right? Like we just got the right to like own property. We just got equal pay. Our bodies are still up for discussion. Like think about that. Like men decide up in, 
until recently, like men have decided what happens to our bodies, how we mm-hmm. spend our time, how we operate in the world, what our role is in this world, mm-hmm. right? It's a lot mm-hmm. of manipulative energy, and then also creates a lot of a lot of worthiness issues. Worthiness tends to be stored in the sacral. Mm-hmm. It's no coincidence that PCOS, hormone issues, mm-hmm. thyroid issues most women are having problems right now, like giving birth. I think like the statistics are wild right now, like women who are infertile, like Mm -hmm. undiagnosed infertility. Why do we think that is? I mean, one part has to do with the food that we're eating, but the other part, a lot of it has to do like energetically. Like Mm -hmm. there's like, we've just been so like suppressed and just like taught to be small and taught to like play it so safe and to listen to other people all that needs to be healed. And I believe, you know, it's no coincidence that like the coaching world is mainly female for the most part. Right. And that's really what's being healed right now is like women are stepping up into power. They're owning their own power. We're shifting the way money is made right now. Like we are literally shifting the system because of our services and what we're Mm -hmm. doing. And that's really fucking cool and beautiful. I have chills right now. My like (laughs) goosebumps are going off. It's incredible. That's like the powerful side of coaching is like Mm -hmm. we're shifting all of this. And I mean, even like with, you know, the, the civil rights movements that we're seeing right now in our time is like a lot of that, a lot of those movements are woman led. And that's like, to watch that, I'm just like, holy fuck, dude, like we're coming back. So the return of the divine Sophia is so powerful. I'm like halfway through. I'm like, my whole body is in chills right now. I'm like, I need to read this book. I don't know what it is. We'll link it in the show notes too. Yeah, it's just amazing. Mm. I'll add that when we do on the website, when we have have our favorites. And then if you have a strong like Christian background, I always suggest for people who are wanting to learn more about like this divine feminine energy to read Mary Magdalene revealed because it talks a lot about like the mysticism that was taken out of scriptures. And it talks about how, um, how highly regarded Mary Magdalene was, Mm -hmm. um, and how they basically destroyed her name by calling her a prostitute, which she wasn't. Yeah. I've read some of her, some of the stuff on her as well. And it's mind-blowing mind-blowing you have to remember that like all these texts are written by men yeah you know and we have to remember that not just it's actually in the bible is there any women who write Um, the books no there's not and also a lot of the scripture in the bible was written like hundreds of years years after and that, that was something, too, that I was thinking about the other day. I was like, because I want to go back and read, because there's a lot about spiritual warfare in there, and there's a lot of pieces that I want to go back to and yeah. just, like, reread, because I think we take them, like, I think it's a lot more literal than we realize, but it's also written so far after the real events. So we have to remember that everyone's perception of reality is really different. Yeah. I, I talked about this. as like, I could get in an argument with someone, and the one person could think it's one side of the street and it's all uh, my fault. And I could be sitting over here and saying it's all their fault. And this is just like an example, but the truth lies somewhere likely in the middle. And the same thing happens. Like we all perceive things very, very, very differently. We can think about the race thing right now that's happening and everything that's coming to the light. You could show someone a video who's white, who's programmed 
for racism and you could show a person of color a video and they would see two different things. I guarantee it. I've watched this happen with friends actually where before I had actually looked at my prejudices, I would just see what I wanted to see because it was uncomfortable for me to look at the racism that lived within me. And my friends of color would see likely the truth. Yeah. And so we have to remember that everything that's written is a perception of the reality and we can't ever know the truth unless we're sitting there. And even if we're sitting there, we probably will see the reality based on our trauma, our programming, our biases. Yeah. It's being willing to really like get uncomfortable with like what you believe to be true. Right. It's like being willing to, um, I call it like deconditioning. Like you basically have to go through like this huge deconditioning process. And like, that's what I had to do after I worked with, um, that mentor was like, I had to decondition everything I had learned about business. I had to decondition everything I had learned about spirituality. Mm. I had to like, and it took months, it took months. And then, um, January of this year is when I got Reiki attuned and I hired a mentor to do like my Reiki attunement. And then she helped like me understand my channels and stuff. And that's all she said over and over again was trust yourself, trust yourself, trust yourself, trust yourself. And as I was like learning how to trust myself and clearing out, you know, my, my chakras and I mean, I was, I, I'm, I was so diligent with it to like really work on it, but I had to like go in and like decondition and like learn how to like find the safety within myself. Like that's Mm -hmm. such an important piece because, you know, we, we like look for everyone else, even like with the race issues, like everyone was like waiting for someone else to say something Mm -hmm. like everyone's waiting for like someone else. And like, even last night I was reading about this girl in Tallahassee who was raped by a black man. She was black and she was raped by a black man and um she she went missing i think they found her body but she like just like they something she went missing man she was like in a church one of the church leaders raped her she went missing she was fighting for black lives matter her body's destroyed because like because of the generational trauma like black on black crimes is a real thing right like that's real um, there's history behind that, obviously, like <laughs> we should have a whole other thing. I was going to say, Lauren, also, <laughs> also was a lot. <laughs> yeah. Um, but I was sitting there, I was reading, I was like, this isn't big news right now. Like no one's talking about this. No one's talking about it. I was like, this is devastating. This is a 19 year old girl who was raped because she trusted someone because they said that they were of God and she was Mm -hmm. raped. She spoke out about being raped, about being sexually assaulted. And then her body goes missing and no one's talking about it. Right. And no one's talking about it because maybe a big person isn't talking about it. Right. Like everyone waited until like Mm -hmm. these big names started having like these discussions. And it's just like, to me that's heartbreaking it's like there's a lot of stuff right now i keep seeing about like what's going on in yemen like these kids are literally bone thin they can't walk or move because of and this shit goes back deep so in college i studied middle eastern history um as well and it was like during the time when like egypt um basically overthrew their government um it was like the arab spring was when i was studying middle eastern history and politics and 
I learned a lot of like the shit that happens in, in the reason why like the Middle East and like Africa is so distorted right now. And like they're, they're in up, up world upheaval is because we colonize them. Like we, and not just us as Americans, but like European countries, we went, we went in and ripped them of their resources and destroyed them and then left. And now we're wondering why they can't get their shit together. And it's like, mm. and I'm watching these, these kids and these videos and I'm like sobbing and I'm thinking that could be my daughter. But we're, we turn a blind eye to things that make us feel uncomfortable, right? Mm-hmm. Like, because that makes, because to see a picture of a little baby and they're young kids too, they're like maybe like not even six, bone thin, crying. This little boy was like crying on the side of the road and he's surrounded by other kids, probably because his parents were killed. Mm-hmm. And, most people would just not look at it because it makes them feel so uncomfortable. And if we want to be leaders of the light, we have to be willing to see that. We have to be willing to hold space for that. My mentor talks a lot about that. When we're able to look at our own trauma and to look at the our own darkness and the depths of our soul, then we can hold space for more people and we can hold space for people in their trauma. And we can, mm-hmm. we can look at it and say, okay, what can I do? What can I do in America right now for that child? Maybe it's not that child I can save, but maybe I can just wake up just for a moment. Maybe I can wake up the right person or maybe I can, you know, and now I'm thinking like, Ooh, I should send this to Lewis house. I should send this to all these big names. Like maybe that's what needs to happen. Right. Like, I can't do anything right now in my current situation, but there has to be a ripple I can create. There has to be a way I can serve, right? Because that shit's not cool. Like, that's, I, I, don't, I don't care what the fuck you believe in. Do not hurt babies. Like, do not mm. hurt kids. That's like, and, and all those things happen. The, civil, the, the issues that are happening with race right now in our country and even like the LBG, LB. Oh my gosh, I always say, you know what I'm saying? LBGQ community is like, is because people are so uncomfortable with what they don't know, with what they're not safe with, right? So we turn a blind eye and now it's like the universe is like, you guys can't turn a blind eye to this shit anymore. Like it's so unbalanced at this point that the only way to change anything is for us to wake the fuck up. And if you want to wake the, like, if you're not willing to wake the fuck up, then you're going to get left behind. And it's one, 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 like the time that we've been together, which is cool. Mm. But like, that's really like what it is, is, but we have to start with ourselves. Like, I can't just go out and be like, I'm going to save the kids of Yemen. I have to like, I can look at that now and see it and be, and it's because I've been able to go so deep within myself, right? It's like what I said in the beginning of the podcast, the deeper we can go within ourselves, the more we can heal ourselves, the bigger we are to expand. Mm-hmm. Otherwise we're just closed off contracted energy and that's stuck energy and that doesn't serve anyone. Does that make sense? Sorry, no, that was a whole, like social justice ramp. <laughs> no, but I think we also need needed that in this conversation. Like, well, because that's the big picture stuff, right? Yeah. yeah. And I think like, the whole time you were talking, it was like, yes, 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 everything. And this is also why it's important for us women who have empathy and who see these things and are heartbroken and want to do something about it to build massive resources. Yeah. Because without the resources, we can't. There's nothing. I mean, we can do things, like you said, 
we can think about the things that will create that ripple effect. But at the end of the day, resources are helpful for any movement. Yeah. Um, and it's just, yeah, it's taking it outside of us. Like once we're able to, to go inside, then we can take it outside of us. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think the world that like everything's shifting right now for such like a bigger purpose, like mm-hmm. it's so needed right now. Like we really are, it's spiritual warfare right now. Like at the end of the day, this is spiritual warfare. This is consciousness warfare. You want to fight it. Like if you want to fight it, it's not about like retweeting something or like resharing on your stories. Like what it's exactly what you said. We create our own perceptions of reality so we can create a different world. And if you're living in shame and guilt and lack and fear, that's exactly what they want. Mm -hmm. And that's exactly what they want. They want us to be afraid. They want us to feel shame. They want us to feel lack. They want us to feel scarcity. That is all an illusion. We live in an abundant universe. The universe loves to give to us. The universe loves to support us. The universe loves to provide for us. We just have to open ourselves up to that, right? Mm. So that's like... Mic drop. Boom. Boom. (laughs) I love you. (laughs) Well, thank you so much for having this conversation with me. Is there sweating? (laughs) I know it's good. Yeah. Always. Uh, is there anything else that you want to leave the listeners with? And then I'm going to have you also share obviously where they can find you, but any last words of wisdom or things that are coming through? I think it's just trusting yourself. I think it's just being willing to witness you and like all this and, you know, ask for support when you need it, but also know that you have everything within you and all you need is someone to hold that space for you to see that within yourself, especially if you're not ready to see that yet within you. Um, at, at the end of the day, it comes back down to like trusting yourself and being able to distinguish between what feels good and what doesn't feel good. Like pleasure leads the way, right? Like when we're tapped into pleasure, like that's what, what guides us, especially as women, like it's our birthright. So mm-hmm. trust yourself and what feels good. Mm. can we quote that can we like go back in this <laughs> <laughs> yes <laughs> and create like all these little quotes yes <laughs> oh my uh, well where can the listeners find you I know they're gonna want to come hang out and yeah what do you have going on right now um so okay remind me if I forget something shall we <laughs> I will because I know what you have going on right now <laughs> Um, do they know? I'm going to, I'm going to put it in the intro and they will have known that I am Lauren's VA. Um, no, you're, you're more than a VA. What do we decide? You're like my life support. That's what I call people. Life life support support manager. I love Uh, it. Um, okay. So hang out with me on Instagram at laurenmegan.co. I will tell you guys something. I don't have a Facebook group because I have a close friends list that I share a lot of little insights in. So if you guys add me on Instagram at laurenmegan.co, um, DM me and ask to be part of my close friends. And that's why I share like a lot of the behind the scenes of my business. I share a lot of the, like the consciousness, the waking up, um, just like little snippets. I don't really like Facebook. So that's Instagram's where I hang out the most. Um, 
I, when is this coming out? Yeah. So my, I run these small little intimate mastermind containers with four women um, in each one. They're called activate and lead containers. So the wait list is open for that. Um, if you're wanting more support on how to run a very aligned, conscious, spiritual business, um, that's the space to be. And it's really cool because it's going to get you all the way until the end of 20. So you have that sisterhood and that support and just a safe space for you to be held um, because we're going to be seeing a lot more shifts happening this year. <laughs> um, and then I offer one-off sessions. So either 60-minute energy healing sessions or two-hour intensives. Um, and what else do I do? Oh, I have a power mystics membership portal. And this is a great way, like such a great opportunity if you're not yet ready to invest at a high level, but you're wanting to dive into the spiritual world, um, create a conscious business, do all of these things and kind of go at your own time. Um, yeah, and you get, what do we have? We have a circle, a virtual circle that we do once a month as well. So you'll be able to get coaching from me as well. Um, I think those are all my main little offers. Oh, I have a podcast, Unapologetically Divine. Shelby's been on it. <laughs> um, and I think that's it. I think that I'm such an MG, so I have so many things at once. Um, yeah. Amazing. Perfect. We will link everything Lauren talked about in the show notes, including those books and websites, links for all of these amazing offers. Thank you again for being here. This is such an amazing conversation. I'm excited to share you with everyone. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you.